Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We are so excited today to bring you our chat with Jessica Honiger, the founder of Noonday Collection. She is an amazing human being. We actually got to meet her in real life person a few short months ago when she hopped through Kansas City for an event and we grabbed coffee. We talked shop for a few hours. I think time just slipped away and it was so fun to just get to sit down with another boss who truly got the frustrations and the struggles and the concerns that owning a business does to all of us. And we heard her have the same struggles that we do and even wanting to go after the same goals. And so it was pretty interesting being in the same room with someone who wanted to have a pretty epic business, but also learn from her in ways that changed our business workflow the very next day and definitely gave us some ideas on interesting practices we could add to our impact and the stuff we wanted to do here at TCC. Today in Jessica's episode, we're going to talk about a ton of different things. We're going to talk about ethical business practices, giving back with your business, the difference between that and fair trade. We even jump into some hacks and I cry. So you're going to get a lot of great insight into growing and scaling a business. It's going to get a little emotional and I'm pretty sure you're going to walk away at the end of it with lots of goosebumps and And you're going to be fired up about making your business have a huge impact. I can't wait for you to listen. This one's going to be awesome. Today on the podcast, we have Jessica Honiger, the founder of Noonday Collection. And we are ecstatic to have you here today. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. I'm excited to hang out with you guys. Yes. 
Well, if you guys haven't heard about Noonday, this company has gone through lots of changes and crazy growth in the last couple of years. And Jessica, just to get started, will you give us a little bit of background on how Noonday is a give back type organization and how you kind of started and why you put that in place in the very beginning? Yeah, sure. So we started about six years ago and it really really was a way to create entrepreneurial opportunities in vulnerable communities around the world. And so I love Tom's. Blake is actually from Austin. I had followed that company for a long time. I think this idea of a give back company, a one for one, the consumer at the time a few years ago was really warmed up to this idea of how can a business be used for good. I kind of wanted to take it one step further. And instead of doing a give back, it was really more about creating market access to vulnerable communities, to other their businesses. So I really value this idea of an equitable ecosystem of stakeholders. And so this way, you know, we do have certain instances where we've started grants for scholarship funds for kids, but really the core ethos of our brand is creating opportunity for people that maybe would traditionally be receiving child sponsorship programs, Mm -hmm. would traditionally be receiving charity help. And instead, we've helped those people actually start sustainable businesses so they can then employ people with their communities and even start charities of their own. So some of the companies that we work with have grown from, you know, we've grown from two people to now we impact over 4,000 artisans around the world. And some of those businesses in those communities have started their own givebacks to their communities. I have goosebumps. Like that's incredible. Me too. too. (laughs) That impact is huge. So walk us through like literally day one. I know it started with the two and it started tiny and it started with this big idea of of what else it could be. How did you build the foundation of that to get to this bigger thing? And what did Noonday look like month one, year one? Yeah. Yeah. So I am definitely a proponent of done is better than perfect. And I think that we can let perfectionism and fears and comparison completely paralyze us. And we think, oh my gosh, in order to launch something, I need to have the perfect website. I need to have like the coolest letterpress business cards. I need my LinkedIn needs to be whatever. I was in such a place of financial need. We were starting the adoption process to adopt our son from Rwanda. And so the company really was out of this place of, I need a side hustle because I need money. Mm -hmm. And so I got connected to some artisans living in Uganda and they needed more than a side hustle. They really actually weren't able to feed their family. And so by getting connected to them, they were smart, capable, talented. They just needed a marketplace. So Noonday from day one was scrappy (laughs) and it still is. I mean, it was me just inviting people over into my home to purchase goods. It was me asking my photographer friends, my graphic designer friends, my pretty friends, like, (laughs) can you model? Can you take pictures? Can you style? Can you do this? And people really pitched in and the business was really born in that vein. And 
once I kind of did a couple of these trunk shows where I invited women into my home and the response really proved that there was market demand there for fashion relevant artisan made goods that were also going to give back towards adoption, I realized this had legs. And so at that point, you know, I ended up, okay, well, what what am I going to do? I need a little bit of cash for this. So I went back through old gold jewelry, like yellow gold jewelry that I wasn't wearing at the time that my mom had gifted me and my grandma too. And I went and shopped the jewelry at pawn shops Mm -hmm. in order to fund my first website. I love it. And so I think at the time there wasn't a whole lot of what's next week going to look like, what's the next month going to look like. It was like, I am going to hustle. I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm going to knock on every door that I know of and I'm going to make it happen. I love that. And so, yeah. And then eventually within a few months, it was about seven months of of that, just pure hustle. And then women began to reach out to me via social and say, I seeing this brand Noonday collection. They were seeing it via blogs and via Facebook. And through that, women began to say, I would love to be a part of this. I would love to start a noonday collection in my town. I don't want to be in charge of inventory and like building my own website and all that, but I would love to sell these goods. And so that's when we launched the ambassador opportunity. So that was creating an opportunity for women here to own their own businesses and be able to sell these goods in their friends' homes. And so we had our first ambassador was in Seattle. And from there, it just grew. Now we have about 1,500 ambassadors around the country. So talk to us a little bit about that culture. I feel like getting those ambassadors on board, it was super important that they believe in your mission. But how have you been able to keep that thriving, not only in your ambassador program, but internally within like the people who work for your company on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I would say, you know, the biggest challenge has been scaling the company and scaling the culture. And what we've done is, I mean, hopefully a lot of it's been, you know, replicating my values and the things that are important to me. And I know for me, you know, hustle, inclusion, being people who act, not being tied up in perfectionism, vulnerability, authenticity, confidence, courage. These are things that I speak to a lot, that I speak with the ambassador community about. And they really are contagious. You know, I think as women gather together and we each take our own small active steps of courage imperfectly as those steps might be, there's a contagious courage that happens when we as women gather and we show up for one another and we're showing up for women all over the world. And so corporately, as our company has grown from, you know, me, and then I eventually got a business partner. And, you know, we were officing in my guest bathroom of my house. And <laughs> then we now we have an office and we have a staff, we've actually defined our values. Mm-hmm. So we have gone through a process of what are the values that are alive and well within our corporate office and within our company. And we did a lot of work around that and then really launched a program that's saying, hey, you know what, our core values at Noonday Collection were purposeful, we're adaptable, we're positive, and we're collaborative. And we will hire to those values and we will fire to those values. And even our employees, we get great, you know, graded on those values during our reviews. And then within the ambassador community, actually, we have our Shine Conference. So it will have just happened by the time this airs. And we are, we launched our manifesto, our ambassador manifesto. And so again, it's looking around and saying, what are these things that are alive and well in the community? And then also looking 
looking at maybe some women who don't, you know, end up maybe phasing out of the community or not resonating with certain things about the community and saying, what are those things that we really want to define and enhance and say, this is who we are. Mm -hmm. And if you have these qualities, then come. And if you don't have them, but you want them, then this will rub off on you. And so I do think it's really important to have sort of those, you know, and of course, my gosh, I mean, my first couple of years, mm-hmm. I remember my partner saying like, you know, we really need to like define our, our culture and our values. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, <laughs> I've got a list of eight things to do today. And that is not one of them. But as we began to get to delegate mm-hmm. some of those things, you know, then as leaders, we really did want to lead out in culture. And then finally, I'm just excited for the ambassador community to get to really have this manifesto for us all to really rally around. And it's it's really powerful. I think it's really important at the time that you started to define those values and that manifesto is exactly the time that we really sat down and asked ourselves to what our values were here at TCC. And even though we knew what they were, putting a definition to that and asking each other, well, what does this word mean to you? And how do you want it to see grow into the culture that we are creating today? And I think for us, and it's exactly what y'all did is just live in those values every single day. Talk about them all the time. Speak them. We see that vibe happening in our online communities that we've created here. And we ask ourselves all the time, how did this rub off? How are they this amazing? How are they standing up for these women and supporting these women? And it just comes down to the fact that we talk about doing it and we do it every single day. Yeah, you can't underestimate just that vision casting and putting messages on repeat. Yep. You know, because negative things stick to us like Velcro and positive things slip off like Teflon, you know, and I hate that. And yet that's just the reality. You know, we tend to wake up already with this narrative, this tape running in our minds. And it's not usually like, I'm a badass (laughs) and I'm going to kick it today. You know, it's usually like, oh my gosh, I've woken up too late and I'm not gonna have enough time. And oh, great. Now I'm not going to be able to exercise today. And now I'm not going to have enough for this. And oh my gosh, I forgot to answer that email yesterday. And oh my gosh, that other brand, they just got this cool thing. And how come I wasn't invited to that? I mean, it is crazy what we fill our minds with. And so I think so much of it is to define what those values are and to really have something, an anchor. It really provides an anchor for your culture and for your community and to talk about those. And and I think it's really cool too, because I think we can take certain things for granted because you you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you've started something, you might take for granted your own unique bent that you have. And I think once you sit down and realize, actually, this is really unique to me and to my brand. And there comes a time, I think at the beginning of a business, you're just hustling and you're saying yes to everything. And you're not necessarily prioritizing because you're just saying yes to everything Mm -hmm. and you think everything's urgent. And so you're just doing it all. And then at some point you go, okay, wait, not everything's urgent. I need to prioritize. And I really need to understand what is making me unique in this marketplace and in my culture and then defining that so that you can then communicate communicate that is really powerful. How have you been able to be more self-aware? Because I think that's a learned skill. And I don't think we innately come out of the womb, like being able to know these things about ourselves. And I think being self-aware makes you a great leader. So how have you done that self-discovery to define those values, to wake up and not see a list, but to see priority? 
Yeah. I mean, ignorance is bliss, except when it comes to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, I think it does take intention, though. You're right. It really does. And I know for me, for sure, Brene Brown has played a huge part in my journey. And so reading Brene's books, I thought it was just me, but it's not. And The Gift of Imperfection and Daring Greatly was definitely a part of me putting some stakes in the ground around, you know, how am I leading and how do I want to grow as a leader? Crucial Conversations was another book that kind of helped me to understand areas where I could be better about creating dialogue among teams. And, you know, I do think it's reading. I think I've been very intentional about creating community for myself of other female leaders. That was a real gap for me for a couple of years where I just felt really lonely. Yes. And I realized, you know what, I can feel lonely or I can go create a space of belonging for myself. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I reached out to these women, they're feeling just as lonely as me. Mm -hmm. And so I actually did a leadership retreat a couple of years ago where we hired a coach and I had about eight female leaders that lead in various capacities come to that. And yeah, I think that all of those, you know, retreats and community and reading really do have an impact on growth. And I mean, I feel like I still see the gaps a lot and I still play the tapes, you know? So again, it's not perfection. I don't expect that someday I'm going to wake up and not be afraid anymore. But I do expect that the more I do wake up and I am afraid, I'm not going to let that keep me down. I'm not going to let it keep me seated. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to stand up and move forward in spite of my fear, owning my voice and owning that I matter in the world. Well, and I think as soon as we decide to have a business that has a charitable impact or an ethical background, we're all of a sudden, it's not just about us anymore. It is about this culture and it is about this community. And so we wake up every day and maybe not every second of every day, but it's that bigger picture. And so I think that that's a huge reason to why to want to integrate these pieces into your business, no matter how small or how big you are. So it's not just about yourself anymore. It's so true. And, you know, I had a real estate business before Noonday and it was our own boutique company and I did all the website there and and all of that. In fact, I think if you still Google my name, the HGTV (laughs) show comes up that I was on before Noonday. That's awesome. Dang it. HGTV dominates. And even there I did, I did struggle with that purpose because I'd always felt so called to the poor, called to create opportunity for those that hadn't been born into the opportunity I was. And so, but there are ways to make those connections. So, you know, I remember just doing some deals for free for people that really did not have the money or you're actually able to give back commissions, you know, or I remember just being really committed. We love international justice mission. And so we really wanted to be able to give regularly to IJM. So giving a certain percentage of our own finances towards IJM. So I do believe there are ways to connect, you know, your passion with doing good in the world, no matter what sort of job that you have. So incredibly true. I think we all just have to find what works. And sometimes that's not necessarily totally integrating it into the business. Mm -hmm. I think especially starting out, giving back might be on more of a personal level. Mm -hmm. And it might mean volunteering for an organization or donating, you know, actual money, either on an annual basis or a monthly basis to organizations we really feel called to help. So for that woman who's just starting out, and she's, you know, thinking about 
wanting to make an impact, how do you suggest that she kind of own it and be able to communicate it in a way that's not, I don't know, like, I think sometimes it can get a little just stuffy, like you're just trying to sell the impact more Mm -hmm. than you're selling the mission of your heart. And so how do you make it feel genuine? I think it has to be genuine. Mm Right. Mm -hmm. So first, I think it does have to be authentic. So and that might be a bit of a journey that maybe a lot of people haven't gone on yet, you know, because there are so many different issues out there in the world. And many of us are led towards different things. You know, it could be education, it could be clean water, it could be foster care, it could be nursing care in America. I mean, there are so many issues and so many needs. So I think it is really going, you know, what really fits with who I I am and what I do want to contribute to. And I don't think your motive can be, I'm going to do a give back because it's easier to sell Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not thinking long term. That's not taking the long view. And so unless that's absolutely your passion, you know, and you're like, I'm starting this in order to create an impact in this. So I think it's really good to have a vision for where you want to make an impact and how you want to make an impact, Mm -hmm. you know, because if it's around, I want to, I mean, like my husband's, he's still a realtor. So we were partners together and he still has that business. And so they do, they go and volunteer with Mobile Loves and Fishes, which is a local homeless ministry here in Austin. And they go do that once a week, you know? So I think it's, how do I want to make an impact? Where do I want to make an impact? And you can do that with your time. You can do that with your finances and you can do that by donating your talent. You know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of y'all's listeners in your community are entrepreneurs and people are so hungry for graphic designers or for people that know how to set up email or for photography. I mean, those are needs that are really out there. And so I think some of it is just not living with that scarcity mentality, Mm -hmm. because I think when when we're starting out entrepreneurs, we're like, I don't have time and it's making time. Mm -hmm. So it's saying life is full but I have time for this. I have time to give back to this and really making that commitment. Well, and I think it's also realizing the difference between working for free for the sake of working for free because you're scared or you don't feel like you're ready or whatever those reasons of holding yourself back and then working for free knowing that that is you providing back to the community. So for instance, there's a photographer we met at a conference we went to recently and her idea to add in this charitable aspect to her business was to go around, not necessarily just homeless shelters, but shelters for youth that were in foster care or just aged out of the system or still like seniors in high school and provide free, amazing senior portraits for them. And so so for free, like 100% for free. And so that's yes, working for free. That's also portfolio building. And it's also giving back and just being an amazing person and just opening your heart up in that way. So I think those are some questions to ask yourself too of why you're doing it. Right. I know because, you know, when you're starting out, you're saying yes to everything. You're working for less than what you're worth. And so I think there can be that hesitancy to almost give because you think that you're devaluing your time. Right. But again, that goes back to what's your why? Where do you want to make an impact and how? Because even this month, we're doing something with our kids 
a kindness advent where we are doing something kind every day. And it really is amazing. It's like, wow, there are so many different things like people out there serving, you know, doing something nice for the firemen and like mm-hmm. giving an iTunes gift certificate to our mail carrier and thinking about the nursing home that's at the street that we don't ever stop into. We're meeting with someone on Monday that creates boxes for foster care families and once a month delivers. So I'm just like, wow, there are really yeah. so many ways to incorporate this into your life. It's just the intention. Absolutely. You know, it's all of this takes intention. I think that's such a good reminder, like I was having a hard week a couple weeks ago and I was telling my business partner, I was like, man, work is just like a beat down. Like, I I mean, I'm tired. And I was kind of rattling off my list of complaints. (laughs) Like, you know, I think that that's just work. Like work sometimes it's just a beat down, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's true. And I think there's just that reality of like, there's like amazing things and there's hard things, but it's intentions because you can start off like, oh my gosh, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to, you know, like I bet this woman who had this one time idea, maybe she's doing it once, but maybe next year her schedule is going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, dang it. I have to go take those pictures. Now she's going to love it at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be such a fill, but it takes intention and it takes commitment. Like it's not this, I think we can romanticize giving back, you know, but it takes just as much work too. But absolutely. Like we have been given so much, just if you can even listen to this podcast, you've been given opportunity and you have something to contribute. You have something to give. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, and I want to jump back for a minute and talk about the difference. So we've talked really heavily about this, like give back impact mentality. But I think there's some other kind of buzzwords that people might be confusing. And Mm -hmm. so you as an expert, Mm -hmm. I think could lay some groundwork. So define for us the difference between give back, ethical business practices and fair trade. I think those are all things that kind of sometimes are used interchangeably, but Mm -hmm. I think they're three very different things. Yeah. So a give back company, when I think, I think of Tom's one for one. So that is where, you know, you purchase these pencils and we're going to provide pencils for school kids in need in Haiti, or, you know, you buy this backpack. So that's more of a give back where you're actually purchasing a product or let's say a percentage is going to some sort of charity. So we actually do have a give back component at Noonday that's towards adoption. And that's because this really started as a way to fund our own personal adoption. So whenever anyone hosts a Noonday collection trunk show in honor of a family that's adopting, we will give 10% of sales from that trunk show towards that family. So that's definitely a give back component, which any and every company can have and should have. And then there's fair trade. Fair trade is really a set of principles. And so and if you want to learn more, you can go to the fairtradefederation.com. But that's really a list of principles of how we can create market access to more disenfranchised and vulnerable communities through consumer goods. So it's through coffee, chocolate, beauty products. And for us, that's through artisan made accessories and textiles. And so those are really where we align with a certain set of principles that says, hey, we're going to be responsible in how we finance. We're going to come alongside and we're going to help capacity build. We're going to be collaborative in how we design with our partners. And we're going to take a long-term partnership. So we're not just going to be a company that comes in and has like a one-time artisan made good, but we want to partner with people over the long term. So that's how we define fair trade. And then ethical, I agree. I feel like that and in that, I don't know that I can't tell you that's actually been defined. I feel like, you know, when we say, I mean, hopefully every company wants to be ethical, right? I mean, that should be accurate to say. So I think that that's more, you know, we are more aligned in this, this term around, you know, socially Mm -hmm. responsible where we 
realize that profit is not just our bottom line. We're a certified B corporation. So that means that we're a part of these other Patagonia and Ben and Jerry's. It's a, this is certified B Corp. So planet, profit, and people are all equal in how we look at our bottom line. Those are sort of some of the different definitions we work off of. And then you, to your point, there is ambiguity there, right? Because there's, it's really about like, how is that company Mm -hmm. defining that? And how are they operating? Yeah. I think that's helpful, it. though. Yeah, Very. I think it's helpful. I think we like to get caught up in what the phrases are. And really, at the end of the day, there's not a hard and fast definition. So define yourself what those values mean to you and how you want to use those words for your business. But I'd really love for you to share the ripple effect of even noonday day one and noonday year two or whatever. So people can start to get that bigger picture of when it starts with a little decision and it starts even just so tiny, how big something like that can grow. And so this is your chance to like go to Bragtown, share the numbers, share like how many (laughs) lives you are changing and impacting every single day. Because again, it's just, you know, we get so torn up when, oh, it only starts with this tiny, you know, amount of my time or one small family and, and what's really that big impact. But in just six short years, holy moly. Yeah. I mean, it really is crazy. I say that it really just starts by saying yes. And, you know, the impact, like, yes, the numbers, going from, you know, two people to 4,000 people. And really in, in the countries we're working in, one of my favorite questions to ask, especially when I go to East Africa is, who are you texting money to? Because they have a texting app and they literally t- are texting money back to the village, whether it's to send their cousin to school, because public education is really, I mean, there is public education in these countries, but it's like 100 kids per classroom. So there's this expectation that you pay to go to school. So there's school uniform fees and book fees and all of that. There's medicine fees. So many people, especially in East Africa with HIV and diabetes and food, just living expenses. So I mean, we can go through the artisan workshop that we partner with in Uganda and every single one of these people, I'm like, who are you texting money to? Oh, I'm sending my third cousin to school or I just pay for the wedding dress for my sister. And so really the impact, you know, it's can't, it's not even 4,000, but it's because there's such this communal, like we share what we make with our families that that impact is huge. But, you know, I think a lot of the impact too is just confident. You know, I love, I think about the woman that I began partnering with, Jalia, and the first time going to go meet her after a few months of partnering with her and just selling a few things here and there and me kind of going, hey, like, are we going to do this? Because, you know, it took risk for them to commit to me. And I just remember her, even in the way she dressed, I was like, Jalia, you are a fashion designer. Like, (laughs) you need to play the part. And so, I mean, now she's just like, she will just always have this hairdo and she'll try out lipstick colors. And then even more than that, like there were times when she really was afraid to use her voice. And in the last couple of years, domestic abuse is very common in Uganda and where there was a a couple situations where women did not want to go to the police, even though it was obvious they were getting domestically abused. And so for her to have the nerve to go to the police station to stand up for these women, I mean, you would never have seen that a few years ago. So I think there's also just that confidence that comes from owning a a business. And again, the confidence that comes from walking with other women that are reminding you of your worth, you know, to your point earlier, like, how do you mm-hmm. not play the tape? You know, well, I think from us being vulnerable with each other that the mm-hmm. tape even exists. None of us are living Instagram lives. No. <laughs> okay. Not all happy, smiley, perfect, you know, but when you get on Instagram, you think, oh, I must be the only one in the world that's depressed. So I think it's having those honest conversations, being vulnerable, 
and then reminding each other, you know, of your worth and that you have a voice and then being able to stand up and show up for one another. I mean, to me, that has been the huge ripple effect and just, you know, in our ambassador community, I just love it when people post. I mean, we just had, we have our sales conference shine and people are, you know, getting excited about going. And we just had a woman post and said, Hey, I'm nine months sober. And I'm really scared to tell y'all that because I, you know, I'm nervous about going to shine. I'm nervous. I'm going to be the only sober one there. And to see the response from our community and saying, no, we're standing with, Mm -hmm. Oh, I won't drink either then. Like, you know, and it's like the vulnerability, the courage that it took for her to be vulnerable, but then what that did to the community and enabling them to be vulnerable. And I mean, that to me is the ripple effect, you know, and the ripple effect when women are like, you know, a, a lot of our women that may have are in that kind of hard part of motherhood where you feel like you're just changing diapers all day, you know, them getting out of their yoga pants and remembering like, okay, I do have a sense of style still and being able to like lead their businesses that has a domino effect. We've heard of women whose marriages have been restored because of these women becoming noonday ambassadors, because it's just that confidence and having something to contribute to and feeling financially Mm -hmm. and something to identify with outside of your family, your kids, your spouse, your home life, whatever, having that in our business, I know in our everyday life, having that to rely on every day of this is what we make with our hands and our brains. And that's the impact we created. It's just, that's the high that gets you through a lot of stuff. I just want to, for a second, I just, I'm like literally in tears because (laughs) I don't think you realize, I mean, you've done so much and you've impacted thousands of people's lives literally all over the planet. And I mean, I feel like my impact is very menial (laughs) comparison. But I I mean, I do cry frequently (laughs) from the responses we get from our people and from what they say in our Facebook group and what they tell us about how we've changed them. And how have you taken that weight? Because it is such a I mean, yes, it's positive. And yes, it's amazing. But it's a lot of things to put on your heart and process. And so how have you been able to take it all in and own it, but also like not let it like <laughs> melt you to pieces yeah, every day? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I am one of these always looking at the next thing and wanting more more, wanting more women, because I do know the impact that it's made. And so I think for me, and so that, that to me is more the pressure of like more women need to know, I mean, this can change their lives and that can have me hustling out of a place that isn't content and thankful. And so I think for me, really practicing gratitude and really being thankful and, you know, and just seeing that these women, I mean, what I want is for women to unleash their power and impact other women and other families. And so seeing that happen is so powerful to me. And so my pressure comes a little bit more from like, not what I've currently created, but more like, okay, I want it to be about 20 times as big as it is now. (laughs) That's where I feel the pressure, you know? And that's where I kind of have to stop and go, wait a minute. If I'm Mm -hmm. always looking at the horizon, I'm never feeling the sun on my back. And so 
how can I just feel the sun on my back today and really appreciate and be present to the people that are here right now making it making it all happen. Well, and I remember we talked about that when we got to meet you when you came through Kansas City a few months ago. And I think possibly that very next workday, we started integrating daily gratitudes right after we did daily affirmations. And so we recognized that they were different and the affirmations are very much looking to the future and being ahead. And that's obviously fantastic and needed as a business owner. But the gratitude is almost that reflection of the previous day or the previous week of whatever's gone down and taking a second to just call out something to be thankful for. I know personally for me, it's been super helpful because it is not something I'm good at. Saying thank you is not something I'm good at. Recognizing what I have now is just not something I'm good at. And so changing that part of me in my business, I'm hoping will then leak over into other aspects of my life. But it's because of the conversation we had with you that we really were intentional about adding that into our day to day. And it's just been happening for a few short months, but I love it. And I'm pretty excited about how it can help change us moving forward. Well, I'm so glad. And I think that goes back to to that self-awareness. You know, as entrepreneurs, we do share a lot of similar qualities. And I think one of those is kind of that future focus. And so on one hand, it helps you get to where you're going. And so you need to have that. But you're right. On the other hand, it can keep you from being thankful and living present and really appreciating, you know, what you've been able to accomplish so far. I love it. I love that. Well, I know you have some hacks kind of stored up and I know like I think we all just need to stop sobbing. And so <laughs> we're going we're going to just like change the subject altogether. So, what advice do you have for women starting businesses? So a couple things. I think don't try to be everything to everybody. I mean, I think there comes a point where you really need to understand who your customer is and don't assume who she is, but you actually need to conduct some surveys and you actually really need to understand who she is and don't go off of just what you think. And then based on that, don't try to be everything to everybody, but really be who you need to be for your target audience. Also, I think making generous assumptions is really important. And on that same note, making generous assumptions and being gracious. When I think about being generous, I think about, we can tell ourselves that story like, oh, that person, that client didn't get back to me because they went with this competitor because their website's prettier than mine. Or gosh, I wanted to do this collaboration and they haven't emailed me back. And it's probably because they just think my Instagram account isn't big enough. I mean, we tell ourselves these stories and we're not making generous assumptions towards other people. And so I think we need to remember like most people are thinking about themselves or not thinking about you and to be generous. And on that same note, to be gracious. I will never forget last year, I sent some product to Jenna Bush Hager, who's corresponded on the Today Show. And she wrote me a personal thank you note on her cranes, you know, stationery. And I was just floored. And I sent product to her mom, Laura Bush, former president, and same thing. It wasn't handwritten, but it was like her personal, and it was very a personalized thing. So sure, maybe their assistants did it. I don't know. But the fact that that was core to their value, to be gracious, it was really moved me. And I thought, man, I want to learn how to be more thankful. So I even carry around little note cards with me. So when I'm just kind of, you know at an appointment or, you know, instead of just like getting on my phone, I can like scribble out a little note. So I think it's really important to practice generosity and how we're in our assumptions towards others and then practice generosity and our gratitude towards others. As far as a big creativity hack, you know, we are multitaskers. Mm -hmm. And I remember even one time, like, I'm like, 
I'm emailing and I'm like putting on my mascara and I'm like editing a photo or whatever. And I'm thinking I could be doing something else right now. Oh my gosh, I'm wasting, I'm wasting this moment. I need to be multi-day. And you know, the more and more studies are coming out about how technology is mm-hmm. affecting us. And as business owners, you know, we can often just get go way down in the weeds. And yes, there is a lot to get done. And I get that. But you've got to learn how to prioritize, not treat everything like Mm -hmm. it's urgent. And you've got to leave space. It's uninterrupted space. You know, when you came up with your idea, I'm talking to your listeners now and to you guys, when you came up with your idea, you probably weren't in the middle of multitasking Mm -hmm. five things, you know, I mean, maybe you were like on a walk or on a hike. And those are where that breathes up space. You know, I say Einstein didn't have an (laughs) iPhone. It takes uninterrupted time to ideate to be strategic. So I really think that it's on us to build that time. And so I really try to have a Sabbath. I try, you know, one day a week to not be on technology. I think that that has been really important. It's, it's like we have to incorporate a rhythm of rest into our lives. And I think there's are different phases in a startup where that's like almost impossible. But I also think we can make excuses yeah. and say that's just you know not possible. Well, and I think recognizing that it's a temporary season that yes, the seven months of intense hustle at the start of noonday very much mimics the very intense seven to 10 months of the growth of TCC at the very beginning. But recognizing that 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 does not need to be your business life forever. And you cannot sustain that. And so be building those systems and be building that platform to where you don't have to be that person forever. Yes. And that's what I love about what you guys are doing, because I think that you're empowering women to be freed up, to be able to like really walk in what their gifts are and their passions are. I mean, it's just like what I was saying, there's always going to be a gritty part of work and there's always going to be a grind of work. It's not like we're ever going to be able to delegate out everything we don't like. (laughs) do. But the idea is definitely to empower others more and more. And on that note, I would say have that in your vision from the beginning. And that part isn't hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, that part is hard. Sorry, that part's hard. I mean, delegation, it can be hard. But if you're really wanting to get where you want to go, there's so much joy in being able to delegate. It's not delegating. It really is empowering. And that may mean that you're going to give up doing things that you really enjoy doing because, you know, you're better utilized in other areas of the business. I could spend a whole another 45 minutes talking about that. <laughs> I know you could. I know. Well, after meeting with you guys and y'all were telling me about, you know, your podcast, I'm like, this is so awesome. So, so I listened to a podcast mm-hmm. startup. I'm sure y'all know about startup. And I did. I listened to him. He was just bawling, talking about when he realized he had to give up being in that production chair and producing an episode so that he could actually mm-hmm. think strategically. And I thought, man, I yeah. just relate to that. Like, you no, know, I didn't get invited to a lunch the other day that was celebrating our lookbook, you know, and I thought, oh my gosh, I used to do all of those. And so instead of feeling left out, I had to go, wait a minute, this is amazing. Like I have a whole team now that's producing something beautiful that really has nothing to do with me. And even though that that can be hard though. Y'all's lookbooks are amazing. If you you guys haven't seen one, seriously, get your paws on one because they're just like artwork. Oh, so pretty. Well, I want to go into this is kind of talk strategy to me part two, because I feel like we just did a really good talk strategy of creative hacks. But I think bringing back into our point of how can businesses start being more of a give back, being charitable, being mindful that it's not 
just about them and the world and three to five action steps you think for a small business. A lot of our listeners are are very small businesses. What can they do to start implementing this in their own business? Yeah. So I think, first of all, I think you can decide, do you want to be a give back? You know, do you want to offer for every product that you sell? Does that directly tie into a direct product that goes to another person or another charity? And I think it makes sense to do that in certain, it just really depends on what kind of business that you have. I do think it's compelling. I think consumers really understand it. It's honestly a lot cleaner and easier than what we do at Noonday because we, we do it. We have a give back, but we also, the way we purchase is also charitable, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's a really easy way to do it. I think also you can decide, hey, I'm going to give 1% mm-hmm. of my profits to this certain organization. And I know that can be scary to do when you're like, well, I'm not even paying myself a salary yet. So how could I give? But I, at the same time, I think it's important from the beginning to make yeah. this part of your ethos of your, of your company. I don't think you can have this mentality of like, when I reach this, mm-hmm. then I'll do this. I also think you really can get on the phone, like depending on what your talent is, whether, you know, graphic design or photography or organization or, you know, whatever it might be, your time is needed. So I think it's carving out the time and finding the people that need your services. You know, people aren't going to come to you. Don't wait, you know, to be called on. Just Just go. go. (laughs) I love it. Well, awesome. This was, you know, tearful and strategic and kind of the happy blend that we love to have over here at TCC in the Strategy Hour. So thank you so much for being here. I would love for you to share where people can go find you, Where can they check out Noonday? What all do you guys have going on right now? Yeah, thank you. So we actually just launched our new spring collection, which is to die for. And we would love for you to host a Noonday collection trunk show. So if you already know of a Noonday ambassador, then you can contact her or you can go to our website under host and you can fill out that host form and then we'll connect you to just an awesome woman. It's it's so easy. All you do is open up your home and then you get to be a part of creating impact in these places around the world. We'd also love for people to become ambassadors. And so if you're looking for an additional side hustle Mm -hmm. to your current side hustle, again, we have found, honestly, you know, a lot of photographers have become Noonday ambassadors because they get to style the jewelry, they get to put it on their senior portraits. It's just a real easy, you know, we have hairstylists who are ambassadors. We do have a lot of small business owners already that have become ambassadors. And then, of course, you can purchase just by going to our website and checking it all out. And every single purchase makes a difference. So we really appreciate Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for being with us today, Jess. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. 
really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.